It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. We've got a good one for you today. Our special guest is Marla Martinson. She's an author. She is a crystal healer. She is a matchmaker in Beverly Hills. And she's just a fascinating person from Los Angeles. So looking forward to that conversation. This is Guys Guys Radio, the place where where men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. What does that mean? Well, that means that the show, even though it's called Guys Guys Radio, it's not just for guys. It's not just about beer and babes and football. We love all that stuff, but we want to make this world a better place. So what I'm doing here as your host is I'm bringing a lot of different guests with a lot of different areas of expertise and areas to consider. And then you can decide what works for you and what doesn't. And that's how we make the world a better place. You build it from the inside out. The more time you spend working on yourself, then the better you can be, the better the world can be because it's going to rub off on other people because the more you learn about the importance of love and spirituality and just being conscious and grounded and open, the more of a contribution you're going to make to the planet as a good person. So I'm going to bring you a lot of ideas and then you can determine which ones work for you because, you know, you always have to have your, it's all about choice and free will. Let me give you an example. Um, During my journey, uh, I've changed my diet. I've gotten to a lot of different diet plans and wellness plans. And let's just talk about diet for today. About a decade ago, 10 years, I think it was 11 years now ago, I gave up meat. And I just, my body just said, you know what? Give up meat. It wasn't about the animals. It wasn't about making a better planet. I just felt that my body was working too hard to break down the meat and I was eating too much of it. So I said, I wonder if I could just stop. And I started dating my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, obviously, before being (laughs) married. And uh, I noticed on her first date that she ordered a grilled portobello mushroom. We just met for some appetizers. And I was just about to order a bloody cheeseburger, which I loved. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to eat a bloody cheeseburger in front of this wonderful new lady I just met. I'll order something else. And, and I did. And I didn't eat a beef from that moment on. Now, I didn't do it to impress her. I knew she was a vegetarian. And over the years, uh, our being together, she's actually added fish. So she's a pescatarian and so am I. But I did give up meat. And I did it on my own and she didn't prompt me or pressure me or anything. So what I did is I gave myself some time to make that change because it's very difficult to do something like that very abruptly when you've been eating meat for decades just to stop So I cut out beef, lamb, and pork initially for the first year. And uh, after I got through a couple of weeks, uh, it seemed okay. Then I actually got sick. I think my body was detoxing. That's what my my wife, who was my girlfriend, then told me because I picked up some type of bronchial bug. And she said, your body's detoxing. It's working too hard to get rid of the other stuff. And you picked up a a bug here. And uh, I had to take antibiotics and stuff. And once I got through that, I decided, you know what? That's that that bump in the road. I'm not going to go back to to uh, to meat because I don't want to have to go through that again if I decide to quit again. Um, and it, it, the same thing happened with me when I quit uh, quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, 25 years ago, I went to a hypnotist and um, and she took me through a protocol and and I w- went great for about eight weeks. And then I was out at a corporate event and I started drinking tequila. And I'm like, I can, I can, I can light up whenever I want. Just stop. Well, I, I couldn't. So I went back and realized that I have to be the captain of my own, my own destiny. You know, when you do hypnosis, ultimately the hypnotist helps you 
manage yourself. They help kind of repair your internal subconscious software, if you will, but ultimately the client or the patient does the work. So I knew I had to be the one who gave up uh, smoking. I don't even like to say the word at this point. Um, but the same thing would happen with meat. So I cut it out for a year and I realized I, I have to be the one that does this. I can't, it can't be pressure from my uh, girlfriend then who became my wife or anybody else. So after a year, uh, I decided, okay, now I've got to cut out poultry because I was eating turkey burgers and I was eating chicken and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's got to go. So I quit that and that worked out fine. And then I started to uh, get into all the different meat substitutes that are out there and kind of poked my way around and started eating more Indian food and Chinese food. And we still kept eating fish. My wife added fish to make things easy for us. And so I was down to fish and she added fish to the vegetarian stuff. And she introduced me to a lot of good vegetarian dishes. So it all worked out. My energy level went up, my weight went down, and I have never felt better. And you know what? I'll never go back. And then about five years into it, I started to feel some empathy for the animals. I realized, wow, do I really, if I'm feeling so good now with a more of a plant-based diet, do I really need to eat these animals? Uh, is it necessary? And some people say, yeah, well, look at you. You have those sharp and scissor teeth and we're made to be eating meat and all that. And I, I don't know about that. And we can get protein from a lot of different sources. That worked for me. I loved a good steak. I loved a good cheeseburger. I loved the porterhouse for sure. And I stopped. And you know what? I'm not planning on going back. So that was then, and this is now, and I feel much better. And in addition to that, since then, then I started to dig in and find out some of the other culprits that were, you know, that have kind of kept my vibration down and uh, have uh, cut into my wellness, if you will, and also added to my waistline. And uh, so I looked at uh, sugar uh, as the main culprit because sugar uh, is in so many different, you know, cookies, candy, cake alcohol. So you got to be really careful with that stuff. So basically I've cut out almost every dessert and I've got, I've gotten into on the show, my whole process of elimination diet where I cut out 52 things to eat last year, one thing a week. And after the 52 weeks, uh, it killed all my cravings to the things that I had previously wanted. And I lost 25 pounds. Now I'm kind of freewheeling it and see how I feel. And I'm realizing again, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind. So once you cut things out, you really don't crave them anymore. So Sugar uh, is laden in so many things under different names. Um, I think, for me at least, the, the items that I have researched uh, seems to be xylitol and organic uh, leaf stevia seem to be okay sugar substitutes. That's, that's about it. But again, this is all me. I'm not a dietitian, and I'm not a doctor, and I'm not telling you to do what, what you should do. I'm just saying this worked for me, and you can keep it in your consideration uh, context. Um, also, salty snacks, after a while, after I got rid of all the sugar items, salty snacks seems to put on weight for me, and a lot of processed food. And then, of course, there's carbs, which turn into sugar. So, you know, the breads and the pastas and all that stuff. Now, we need some carbs for energy, but is it, is it really that necessary to load up? I mean, my son, he's going to be six. He loves pizza. So I always have a piece, slice of pizza in front of me as I'm watching him eating. So every once in a while, I'll partake. And I, you know, my name does end with a vowel, so I like my pasta and uh, so that becomes t a temptation. But I realize that the more carbs you eat, the more it's going to turn to sugar. If you don't burn it off, it's going to go right to the waistline. So it's just good to be mindful of that. And then you make your own determination. For me, I don't need the meat anymore. And um, I'm still eating fish. And maybe I need to give up fish at some point. I know one thing. Well, I went to a uh, Ayurvedic uh, medical protocol a couple of years ago. And um, the one thing that the 
the doctor who ran the place told me, said, you know, you've got to be real careful eating sushi because so many sushi places, and, you know, they don't do it the right way. And we get a lot of people in here who have issues from eating uh, sushi. So I figured I don't need that. So uh, I cut that out too. And I miss it because I really loved uh, sushi, but um, who knows with the raw fish. So anyhow, use your own intuition as your guide, determine what works for you. And I'm sure you'll be fine because it's all about, you gotta, you got, you have free will. You got to determine what works for you. I can't tell you that. Ultimately, it's your decision and other people can't tell me. But if I get a lot of information out there that I can consider, that's cool. Then I can make my own determination. And that's what we're all about here in Guys Guys Radio. Free will, make a choice, get all the information we can and take it from there. So we're going to be talking to our special guest, Marla Martinson. She's an author. She's a spiritual traveler, if you will. And she's a matchmaker, and she's a cool person, and she's from Los Angeles, and we're going to bring her out here. Guys, Guys Radio. Hey, welcome back to Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. I'm very excited because we have a great guest today, Marla Martinson. She's on kind of a similar path as your guys guy in that she started out in the kind of the dating space. Well, I was in the writing space for rom-coms, but she's a writer also. And then she moved on a spiritual path and she's, I was, I was ticking off all of the areas of expertise and exploration that she's done uh, from a metaphysical standpoint. And I, I stopped at uh, about 32 it's, and it's just really fantastic. So let me tell you a little bit about Marla. Uh, she's a professional matchmaking and dating coach, energy healer, podcast host, an award-winning author of three memoirs, and she's got a, a couple of other books also. She's appeared all over radio and TV shows, including the Today Show, WGN in Chicago, Morning News, where she's from, and Coast to Coast, a number of times with George Norrie. So let's bring her out right now. Marla, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Thanks so much for being here. Hey, Robert. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. Um, you know, in your, your, your path, if you will, uh, you started out as a matchmaker in L.A., in Beverly Hills, and you wrote a book about that, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, I believe. And then you kind of moved uh, towards the spiritual side. And you had gotten some spirituality and some metaphysical experiences as a child. And then you started to slowly make the move. And by the end of reading this book, you've gone through, as I mentioned, like 32 different uh, areas of expertise. And since then, I'm sure you've upped your game even more. So tell us a little bit what happened. Tell us about your journey getting into matchmaking. And I have a couple of questions about that and then moving into the spiritual world, if you will. Sure. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I uh, started out at uh, the age of 19, 20 um, as an actress slash waitress. I moved from my hometown of Seattle, Washington down to Los Angeles, uh, which was always my dream as a kid. I, I tried every you know, uh, entertainment uh, modality, acting, trying to learn how to sing, play the piano, play the cello. I even tried to learn to be a ventriloquist. And um, at 39, my, my dad uh, had terminal cancer. He was in Orange County, California. I moved from Chicago back to be with him. Um, and he passed away very quickly. And I took a little um, apartment in Hollywood. And I was sitting on my stoop with my little teacup Yorkshire Terrier and I was 39 years old and I, th I thought, you know, my money was dwindling and I thought I've got to 
get my butt up and go get a job, get a waitress job to make some more money because I was doing little acting here and there, little things, but it just wasn't enough. And I couldn't get my butt up. I said, I cannot be a 40-year-old waitress. It, it just, I, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. It had been 20 years in the restaurant business. And I just was like, what am I going to do? And my cousin had gotten me these Louise Hay cards, those little affirmation cards, a whole box yep. of them. Mm-hmm. And I sat there with those cards. And I had been studying metaphysics since probably about 1990. I was uh, sitting with those cards every day, uh, reading the whole box. And I was just praying, you know, God universe, I, I need to do something else, but I, I don't know what, I don't have any other skills, uh, besides, you know, acting and I was whatever, I just didn't know what to do. And my now husband who I was dating at the time had a friend who was taking over the management position at a video dating service called great expectations. And I ended up moving in with my, my husband Uh, So I didn't have to pay rent for a little bit. And then, you know, it wasn't, I didn't have to have crazy bills or anything. And so uh, I did that and I was still auditioning and stuff. And I loved it. I loved talking to these single people and helping some of these older people had lost their spouse and they were lonely. And I was just like, and I, then when I was doing the videos, I'd ask them, what are you looking for in a man? What are you looking for in a woman? And people would pour their heart out to me. And I thought, you know what? I just might have a book here. So I started keeping notes. And that led to my book, Excuse Me, Your Soulmate is Waiting, um, Yeah, that I did uh, back in, it came out in 2008. But in the meantime, I was there for a year and a half. I ended up moving uh, to a Beverly Hills matchmaking service uh, for, it's like a millionaire matchmaker, wealthy men mm-hmm. and the beautiful women uh, for long-term relationship and marriage. So I worked there seven years and um, I was the head matchmaker. From there, I ended up leaving that job. Guys started from my old job, started tracking me down and asking me if I was doing anything. Could they work with me? Could I be their matchmaker? And I never imagined um, that I would own my own business or be a matchmaker again. And my husband said, Marla, you can do this in your sleep. So now are you still doing this? Yes. Okay. So, uh, so that's one path. So that's taken us there. Now for the spirituality, you had some incidents like a lot of people do when they're a child and then, uh, kind of not, not too much in the teen years. And then around twenties or so things start to come back and then they realize, well, I, I'm going to develop that area. It's just an innate type of thing. So what happened with you? Yeah. So what happened was we bought a house in, um, the Valley 2011 and uh, my friend Julie, who was uh, who's a celebrity ghost writer, and she was the editor on my second book, uh, Good Date, Bad Date. She lived just by chance down the street from me in the valley where we bought the house. Mm-hmm. Julie and I started taking classes uh, at a place called the Imagine Center um, on connecting with your guides. Um, I took crystal healing. Uh, they had a lot of classes there. And we just this we just went berserk. This was so much fun. Right. We loved it. And we started taking classes all around Los Angeles on pen, you know, how to use a pendulum right. on, you know, mediumship. I was started to go to channelers and I started taking this deep dive back into what, what I was always interested in and had delved into. But this was like a real deep dive. So okay. I, I and, and once I started doing that, uh, I ended up getting attuned to Reiki, started getting all these energetic attunements things started happening like uh, astral mm-hmm. travel when I'm in mm-hmm. bed. Um, I started noticing some things. I started be, being able to connect uh, with my uh, guardian angel and, and giving some readings. And so things started opening by going to all these classes and working on, on okay. these, this area. 
Now, uh, for your areas of expertise, if you will, you have the uh, Reiki attunement. I'm actually a Reiki master teacher myself. Um, uh-huh. You do crystal healings, I believe? Yeah, I use crystals in the healing. Okay, mm-hmm. do you use, uh, so how would you describe yourself now in terms of the metaphysical skill set? Uh, what I would say, call myself, is more, well, I don't know. You know, what I do is I chant, I connect with my, my guardian angel, Thomas, comes through, and I do it by automatic writing, and I hear Mm-hmm. And then I type up the message for the person. So um, they could ask me, you know, gosh, I'm I'm really wondering about, you know, health or about whatever, you know, they kind of want it. Okay. Or sometimes they'll say, I just want a message on what they want me to know now. Okay. And I will um, type them up a message or I'll record it or I'll use some cards. I can do a little bit of uh, mediumship. Um, okay. So did yeah. you, um, did you, uh have to work at developing that skill of uh, connecting with Thomas and then doing the automatic writing? Yes. Now, the way I did it, it's very interesting. One night, uh, this was in about 2013, October, Julie came over one night when my husband was at work, and she brought over these two big boards. They were communication boards. Right. People like to call them a Ouija board, but Ouija is a trademark. So these were two big boards with the alphabet on them. And we said we'd never used them before. We sat down, we put candles around and made it real, you know, spiritual. And uh, we decided to, to uh, try to get some messages. Right away we did. We got some messages, but it was kind of a trick, trickster energy that came through. So the next night when we tried it again, uh, we said, who is this? And it spelled out A-N-G-E-L. And I freaked mm-hmm. out. I was like, Angel, you're my mm-hmm. angel. I can't believe it. And that was my angel, uh, Merth. Well, let's talk yeah. about that for uh, a minute because I want to, I got a whole bunch of questions here. I want to get to them. So, divination boards, I guess you would call them, right? Or we yeah, do talking boards. Board. Could be yeah. talking board, okay. communication I, w- I was uh, after reading your book, you know, I got, I, and, and as I've heard from other people, there's some pros and there's cons, cons, and you have to be careful and everything. But it seems like it's not about the board itself. It's about the energy that goes into it and whoever you're dealing with, whatever type of entities. Overall, since there was a good chunk of the book devoted to your conversations, if you will, what was your biggest takeaway on the, the boards and do you use them now? Yes, I love the board. And uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Karen Dahlman, who is a Ouijaologist who's written books on it. Um, she's been using the board for like over 40 years. Um, we did a lot of shows on my YouTube channel called The Women of Ouija, and we talk about all those fears and everything. And I think Hollywood uh, with The Exorcist and uh, di- you know these movies about it, I think that's just put fear into people because people used to use them all the time, especially around the Civil War when people were losing family members and they wanted right. to connect. There was nothing scary about it. So it's just a piece of cardboard or a piece right. of wood. It's your energy, your intention. Mm-hmm. I brought it up in my, I take a spiritual enfoldment class on Tuesday n- nights and I brought this up and uh, sure enough, the our teacher said, yeah, exactly what you just said, that it's a, you know, it's a piece of paper or board. You can make your own. It's not about the, it's it's about the energy you're exchanging. It's not about that there's some kind of demonic thing going on there. So yeah. no, there's nothing no, inside no the board. Right. Nothing in it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so another, uh, you know, the book uh, for everybody's called uh, Buddha Made Me Do It, and it's really Marla's uh, 
Marla's journey, if you will, into the world of the metaphysical while she's got this whole other wildlife going on in, in L.A. with her. And a lot of it centers around her husband, Adolfo. And I was going to ask you when I was halfway through the book, I'm like, wow, I wonder if they're still together. What was interesting to me is because he was such a doubter. And then about halfway through the book, he made a turn and he started to be much more accepting of uh, the metaphysical work and even benefiting from it. So what was the uh, inciting incident, if you will, in Hollywood terms that happened that got Adolfo on board? Well, yeah, and he's, he's now, you know, the book, I think I wrote it like three years ago. He, he now he loves getting reading tarot readings from me. He wants to see what the cards say, which be, which when I first met him being from a Catholic upbringing in Mexico, he's like, you're evil. This is evil. Don't do the cards. You know, now he's like, I love those cards. Mm -hmm. So I think just the only thing he said, he says, I, I, I agree with everything you're doing, except the board. He hides it. He'll come in my, my office and hide it in my closet. He says, I don't want to see it. And I said, I can't believe you're afraid, you know, this macho man is afraid of a piece of cardboard, you know, afraid mm -hmm. of the alphabet. But he he just says that, please. So mm -hmm. I, you know, cool. don't flaunt Whatever. it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the important point. And he's point open because, now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's an important point, though, because everybody uh, vibes with different things. I mean, there's so right. many of the modalities. Let's go through them like something. There's manifesting, meditation, cupping, Ouija, runes, uh, blue energy, astral tra travel, pendulums. Let's let me just circle and on and on. And not everybody, Reiki, reflexology, not everybody's going to vibe with all of those. But usually one or two of them or three or four of them stick stand out and people get into that and they study. And that's what happened with Marla. That's what's happened with uh, with me. So let's talk a little bit since we're both Reiki masters. What's been your experience in Reiki and how do you use it in your day to day life as well as working with other people? How do you use it for yourself and how has it made you uh uh, uh, how, how has it helped raise your frequency, if you will? Oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I'll just be laying in bed at night watching TV or and, and Reiki myself. I always put my hands over myself, my body, and, and give myself Reiki. Um, I use it on my dog, uh, Macy. You know, I, she gets a bath every six, Animals six like days it. Yeah, with, with her aromatherapy and Reiki. Uh, my husband loves it. I calm him down. He's a fiery Latin man, you know, and he can get excitable. And sometimes I'll say, okay, hey, hang on, and I'll start giving him some Reiki. And he's like, oh. I love it. Um, and I actually, I don't do the Reiki like some people are. So you have to put your hands this way and that way. I've mixed my own because I've studied other modalities and energy's energy. I just bring right. through the energy. Mm -hmm. I do my own kind of thing. I, I People can come to my home and have a session if they're in the LA area, but I tend to do more um, distance. People hire me on my website. Mm -hmm. You can get a distance session and I do that. They love it. And I have a combo of an angel message with a distance energy. Okay. healing, which I, so, I love to do. Okay. This is Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. Our special guest is Marla Martinson. We're talking about her book, Buddha Made Me Do It, as well as other things, and she's a fascinating person. Um, when we're talking about Reiki, uh, just for our audience members who are not familiar with it, um, it's really about, and correct me uh, as you will, uh, intending energy through, you get attunements, and then you learn how to attend energy through your crown chakra and out your hands, and you use a series of symbols that you focus on to work on emotions or power or distance healing, whatever. And it's one of the great things about Reiki is that you can give yourself a session. And in fact, it's encouraged and you get the same benefits. So, you know, you can kind of massage yourself, but it's not the same as laying down and getting an hour long massage. With Reiki, you can give yourself a full treatment and you'll get the exact same benefits as you would if you went to see somebody else. That's right. Oh, yeah. And I like to Reiki my food, my water. 
you know, mm-hmm. send energy in it. And I don't always use symbols. I just, you know, it's you just and when once you're attuned, you can just say Reiki come or energy and just have that intention and mm-hmm. the energy flows through you. That's true. And it's not our energy for people who's wondering, it's not the person's, the practitioner's energy that you're getting. It's right. the life force energy coming right. through. And we get a healing when we're giving a healing, which right. is great. That energy's flowing through us. It's just really beautiful. Energy is uh, I think energy healing, energy work is just so uh, phenomenal, and it helps people in hospitals. It helps after chemotherapy to to uh, mm-hmm. you know it helps with pain. It helps ease uh, even the death. Uh, they say it helps somebody who's transitioning, and they're using it in hospitals all across the country now as well. So That's they're true. Really, I uh, had an operation a couple of years ago, and I asked for a post-op a Reiki master, and uh, sure enough, mm-hmm. I got one, and it was it made a big difference, particularly after the trauma. Any type of operation is traumatic to the body. Yes. Let's face it; they go inside you. People don't realize how how important you know. It's like it's a, it's very critical, even if it's not a critical operation. Anytime they open you up or do robotic or whatever, it's it's a big deal, and it's good to have a natural uh, healer. Uh, uh, and somebody who can work with you afterwards. So uh, if, uh, for the folks out there, you might check if you have to have some works done in the hospitals, you can ask for uh, a Reiki treatment after and you'll probably get one. Um, channeling. Um, we both have interviewed and we were talking earlier about Paul Selig, who's a pretty well-known channel, channel, channeler. How has channeling changed your life? I don't personally channel, um, but uh, mm-hmm. you do. So tell us about how you kind of got turned on and how uh, how you manage it and uh, what the benefits are to your channeling. Yeah, well, I think I was doing some channeling when I was a kid because my parents told me that I would sit straight up in bed when I was like eight or 10 and start speaking another language. And they thought I was possessed. Mm-hmm. And then that, ha- and I remember when I was in my early twenties, I had a boyfriend who I lived with and he told me, he goes, you speak another language when you're s- sleeping. So I think I was channeling then. And then I didn't uh, think anything, it went away. I didn't think anything of it until I started in this deep dive of the spiritual, um, you know, stuff that I was doing. And then I met some channelers. I started watching all these videos on YouTube and I watch every channeler, went to see Daryl Anka, who channels Bashar and right. uh, um, Grace Kavanaugh, who channels Osira. And now I go and see uh, Riz Mirza, who I'm doing a lot of work with in Malibu. He channels Red Eagle and a lot of other guides, including Merlin. So I was fascinated and I, um, love the messages. I feel like you're really getting the real deal, like what's going on. And I, I, I would say I'm channeling my, um, when I'm doing my readings, I'm doing automatic writing. So it is like a form of channeling, although I'm not channeling like, like Paul, where I'm, you know, these guides Mm -hmm. are, I'm talking like I could talk any day, like channel to you right now. No, uh, that would be cool. I'm working on it, but, but, uh, the, the level I'm at now is, getting getting those uh, messages from the angels coming through when I tune into it. I meditate first. But I think it's fascinating. Now, you also did some other things. Uh, you were doing cupping uh, oh, where yes. you put uh, – how, how does that exactly work? Because I think, I think a lot of people have seen it on TV or whatever, and they're not quite sure what how, what cupping is and what the benefits are as a yeah, holistic the reason uh, I- Mm-hmm. The reason I did it is I, I went to a place called the Healing Tree in Thousand Oaks, uh, California, and this guy called uh, Dr. Mo. He's phenomenal. I have um, I'm in great health. The only issue that that uh, kind of I deal with is uh, my lymph lymphatic system backs up, and I get lymph backed up into my armpits and my breasts. 
And if you don't deal with that, if you don't get your lymph mo- moving, that can cause cancer. You know, you, the lymphatic system doesn't right. have a pump. Um, we've got to exercise right. and move it. So I, I went to uh, Dr. Mo. I liked his place. I'd have tea there, kombucha, herbs and all that. So he does the cupping will help it kind of, uh, they do it a lot in China. Um, the fascia gets lifted up, I think, from the skin and it, it mm-hmm. increases flow, blood flow, energy flow and all that. And then he does something called gua sha, which he takes like a spoon and just scrapes and scrapes. And it is so painful. And then this, I think it might be the second or third chapter in the Buddha made me do it. I talk about the bamboo beating. Yeah, so yeah. then he, he taps you with this, these bamboo sticks and I've never had anything so painful in my whole life, but it brings up um, trauma, uh, emotional stuff from years and years ago from the, he can tell what it is. I mean, it's unreal. So I went pretty far with it. A lot of people are saying, you're crazy. I'd never get beaten with bamboo or I'd never get scraped with a spoon. Um, but this was part of it to, to dive deep and release some stuff from my childhood or past lives. And so, yeah. So, uh, what do you do for <laughs> with all these different modalities and practices? What do you do for protection? Do you do some type of grounding? Do you ask for divine guides, white light of protection that a lot of metaphysical teachers talk about? Uh, what do you do? And then before and then after doing anything, whether it's meditation, working on somebody or whatever. I, I Archangel Michael is somebody I call in every day. I'm always uh, calling him in when I get in my car. Archangel Michael, please protect my you know, uh, ride, please protect the car when I'm flying, when I'm um, doing some uh, metaphysical work. But sometimes I don't, I'll just hop on and start talking to my angels. It's like, that's all that comes in. And when you have a high vibration, Mm -hmm. you're eating high vibrational foods, you're doing your meditation, you're exercising, um, you kind of have that high frequency. Um, It's not that big of a deal, you know, but I do sage myself. I sage the space. Um, you know, to clear things, you can use, clap your hands, use a bell, use a singing mm-hmm. bowl, clear your space and use okay. some Reiki, it, you know. How about, um, do you work with, pe- uh, you mentioned it in the book, uh, pendulums. Mm-hmm. What's the yes. other names for pendulums that's, uh, you hang, hang, it's like something yeah. on a chain. Pendulum. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, it'll, it'll go around, uh, uh, you, you train it initially to find out which is yes it might be going in a circle and then back and forth might be no. And then you, what I learned is that you have to then, do you come from, uh, you know, God's divine white light or, cause it might be some trickster playing around, but you really want to make sure that your, your pendulum is working in a consistent way to be helpful to you. You basically ask questions. What's been your experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't use the pendulum for talking to spirits. I, I use it for, for example, when I had that heaviness in my breast and armpits, I thought, oh my God, maybe I have cancer. What's going on? I was freaking out. And I used mm-hmm. the pendulum and this is what I'll do. I'll say, do I have cancer? <laughs> and it said, no, do I have this? And then I went to the, got a went to the doctor. No, it's just the lymph backed up and I handled it. But things like that, I'll panic. I feel something. So I'm kind of a health freak. Do I have, you know, do I have a brain tumor? No, you didn't drink coffee. You got a headache. You know what I mean? But every time I ask the pendulum something about myself, what's going on with my body, my, uh, it tells me, and it's always accurate. Um, I might use it. I use it to heal when I'm testing people's chakras, uh, use it to send healing energy for distance healing, Things like that. I really don't use it for uh, talking to spirits. I did at first. I was trying that, but it wasn't very accurate for me that way. So who is uh, then who are you when you're asking the questions? Who is where's the communication coming from your higher self or where? 
Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My higher self, my angels, my, my spirit knows what's going on with my body. You know, I might be freaking out because people are saying, Oh, watch out for this or that or, but, um, yeah, it comes from our higher self. All right. You mentioned earlier, uh, Marla, uh, astral travel. And, um, it seems like, uh, from what I've learned is that everybody does some astral travel while they're sleeping and they don't realize it. And then they come back kind of back to the body. And sometimes when you wake up and you can't move, it's maybe you, your, your astral body has not resynced itself with your physical body, but what's been your experience in astral travel? How often do you, do you do it? When did you start being aware of it? And are you uh, a participant when you do your astral travel or are you a witness? Yeah, I, I, the, it, for, it happened to me um, a few times as a kid um, and I didn't, you know, I, I'd lay down on the bed on a hot day and I would kind of separate from my body. And I was like, you know, wow. And then um, it started happening with in two, after 2013 when I was doing all this um, spiritual stuff and all the attunements and all that, it started happening. I'd be laying in bed and I'd f- hear this buzz like a machine almost. Your body's vibrating and it's this noise and that's your your spirit or whatever separating from the body. And I did end up um, astral traveling. Sometimes I just feel like I'm hovering above my body. My legs are floating. Other times I met, there's a chapter in my book called It's Dad, It's Dad. I met my dad on the astral plane. He came in my bedroom, uh, but I can't do it on demand. I, you know, I, it okay. just, it's either going to, sometimes it'll happen and I, I love it, but I can't, I haven't been able to, uh, but I haven't been practicing it, you know. Now, a lot of folks say that, you know, we've had all these past lives and a lot of the past lives and, and, and even in my, uh, Spiritual unfoldment class, we talk about, you know, maybe some of them weren't on Earth, that we may have been in other planets, galaxies, or whatever. Have you ever been in contact with other entities during your uh, meditations, astral travel, etc.? Um, a few times on the board, somebody would come through and say they were from somewhere else, and I'd chat a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, but yes, because the Earth hasn't always been here, it won't always be here. So we are, uh, have been on other places. My... Uh, an entity through uh, channeling Red Eagle, um, who chat Riz Mirza channels, told me that I'm from Pleiades, that I was on Pleiades before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've been told that. And then in in the book, I Osira told me too, like I'm a blue ray and connected to Pleiades. And so, yeah, I think people are. That's kind of a thing now. Oh, I'm a Pleiadian, or I'm a you know right. whatever. But it's just, I think uh, places that our our soul has been before, energetically or. Mm-hmm. Somehow, and you've done past. You've done past life regressions, I believe. You mentioned I did, the book, and and you had some relationships with your husband as a, you know father, uh, daughter, maybe, or you know sister, brother, whatever. Yes, Osira. Uh, when when I had a session with Grace Cavanaugh, who channels Osira, they told me that we had a had a past life in Ireland, and they went in a little bit of detail. And then also Red Eagle, who comes through Riz Mirza, told me he goes, "Have you been to Ireland yet?" And I said, uh, no. He goes, you had past life there. You, you know that? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I've heard that. And he goes, yes. And uh, he, he, it was with Adolfo, too. So it's been from mm-hmm. other pe- you know, different separate people who okay. have said that to me. All right. Let's talk, if it's okay, let's talk a little bit about um, helping out our listeners with uh, ways of detoxifying, ways of raising their vibration, ways of living their, their best life. Because the credo of our show is when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. So I like to be bring, bring on guests for the seekers out there who 
uh, provide new information and new ways of uh, living and new modalities and practices to to try and see what fits in. And then everybody makes their own determination of what they what they're vibing with. So you talk a lot about uh, your diet and wellness and uh, detoxification. Um, I went through a uh, Ayurvedic uh, protocol and uh, for about six months, and it was fantastic where I changed my diet and I got a lot of uh, natural supplements. And I also uh, was in front of a biocharger that made my cells talk to each mm-hmm. other. And they put a laser on the back of my neck to help my digestion and took some blood out and cleaned it up and put it back in and lots of other things. But one of the most amazing things they did was they found that I had um, emotions, uh, traumatic, emotional trauma stored in different organs from different times in my life. And we worked with magnets and intentions to pull that out. And then afterwards, I realized that, you know, everybody's in charge of their own wellness, that, you know, the medical Western medicine is great from a technological advancement standpoint, but we really have to go old school to take care of ourselves. What are some of your tips, Marla, in terms of what people can do to detoxify and raise their vibration? Oh, yeah, that's a great uh, question. I, um, there's a, if you go on YouTube, you can look up Andreas Moritz, and he has this le- le- liver, liver cleanse. Okay. Uh, and there's, he's passed away now, but he's got all these videos, and he's got a book, and he teaches us how to cl- cleanse the liver, uh, which we do store a lot of anger. Um, yes. Liver. What, what, what's his name for our listeners? Andreas, mm-hmm. A-N-D-R-A-S, or okay. yes, Moritz, M-O-R-I-T-I-Z, Andreas Moritz. Got it. Okay. And uh, I've done that liver cleanse uh, like three times. It is, it's it's great to do a, if you do a juice fast, mm-hmm. um for me, I can't really do uh, any readings or spiritual stuff if I've had a couple drinks the night before, right. or if I ate something that's you know some French fries, or which I, I just feel heavy, sluggish. I can't tune in, so mm-hmm. I really ninety five percent. I keep my diet real clean, a lot of green juice. I'm I, I'm a plant based uh, you know vegan. Um, it it raises the vibration. There's a lot right. of chemicals in our foods. You don't want the packaged stuff that's going to drag down your your vibe frequency. Let's talk about the veganism a little bit. I gave up meat about a, 10 years ago now, and I took two years to do it. First year was lamb, pork, and beef, and the second year poultry. And so I've got, I've got rid of that. And I got sick after about six weeks. And I think my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, said, you're detoxing and that you pick mm-hmm. something up because your body's working so hard to get everything out. And apparently it takes about five years to get even the meat and stuff, the toxicity out of your bone marrow to get everything out of you it takes wow. a while. But I would, uh, I would never go back because my energy level has skyrocketed since I, I stopped. And, you know, I enjoy meat and I don't think it's that, that bad. But if you really are concerned with your vibration, you have to be very uh, cognizant of what, what you're putting into your body. And uh, so talk to us a little bit about, um, as a vegan, what, what are your options uh, in terms of what you can eat? You can't eat dairy, right? No, we don't eat dairy. I mean, you know, so people say, oh, it's vegetarian, plant-based. vegan. Yeah, I mean, a, a vegetarian, it's, it, no fish. Um, if you're doing, if you're doing, di- right, if you're doing dairy or eggs, that's the same as eating meat because that animal is tortured the way they're treated mm-hmm. to get that right, uh, right. stuff. And we're and not meant to, yeah, we're not meant to uh, drink the, the milk of another, be- we're the only species that goes to another species and drinks their milk and also drinks milk as an adult. It's just weird to me, but there's so many wonderful nut milks and cashew and hemp and coconut you can use. It's wonderful. Um, I, the reason I don't 
eat any of that stuff is I love animals so much. I mean, uh, plus the frequency that the way the our factory farm, the the horror and the pain and the just sheer terror of it. You, we're eating that, consuming, right. putting that frequency and that fear and that horror into our bodies. And mm-hmm. how can we be have high frequency and be spiritual and do that? That's my, you know, maybe people will think that's radical, but that's that's my feelings on it. That's my personal feeling. So, mm-hmm. And what would be your, uh, you know, kind of a, your your outlet if you want to kind of rock rock rocket? Do you uh, a little tequila or anything or no? Oh. no. <laughs> you no, are in Southern you know California. What? As I get older, uh, alcohol just makes wine? me feel no. crappy. You know, sometimes okay. I like a beer. Hey, I love a Guinness, but okay. I got to be careful because if I have a big glass, I'm going to feel crappy. You know, but but I sure I like it. My husband's Mexican. We go to Mexico, have a little tequila. <laughs> How about uh, juicing and uh, fasting? Have you done uh, that? Yeah, I do a green juice every day, a celery juice. I follow Anthony William, the medical medium from Hay House. He's got a lot of great tips on on stuff like that. And he says celery juice is phenomenal for the liver. I love the green juices. I I make myself a chia seed pudding for the morning. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty, I, I, I just feel great when I'm eating like this raw, great, uh, high frequency foods. I feel great. I don't feel deprived. Some people feel, Oh, if you can't have this or that, but I have a veggie burger, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, part of when, when you, you're a crystal therapist also, uh, so you use uh, different types of stones and you mentioned moldavite and I found, uh, it's a green, it's a green stone. And I've, I've worn it a couple of times and I found that it was super powerful. It was like, (laughs) it was really like poking me. And uh, I would only wear it for a certain amount of time. And then it would tell me, that's enough. You don't have to wear me for a while. And I would put it away for even a year or so. Uh, What's what's been your experience with uh, Moldavite and also with some other stones that you would recommend people consider maybe keeping in their pocket or wearing on a necklace or whatever? Yeah, before this really deep dive into spirituality, I never knew much about crystals. You know, I thought, oh, these hippies, they wear a crystal. What does that do? You know, I I didn't know about it until I started... <clears throat> learning and studying, and they do have their own frequency. You can tra- you can program them to help you manifest, to help you clear, to help you do a lot of things. I love crystals. Moldavite is an extraterrestrial stone that came right. down and crashed where the Czech Republic is 15 million years ago. So it is in a limited amount. So it's got that frequency. It's kind of a translucent green. It looks dark, mm-hmm. but if you hold it to the light, it's supposed to help with the upper chakras, with mediumship and all of that. Now, it's interesting. People will say, oh, whoa, like, you did. I feel this. I wear it. I don't feel anything. Maybe my frequency is already at a certain um, uh, level where I don't, I don't feel the energy from crystals. They don't do, do anything. Although I love to work Mm -hmm. with them. I have a crystal uh, pod that with a, in a water bottle that I'll drink out of so I can program. I love programming water. Like Mm -hmm. Dr. Emoto, you put your energy, you put love into the water Mm -hmm. and you drink it because we're mostly water. So um, when we're putting that high frequency and, and then drinking it or eating it, it changes things. So love working with crystals. How about um, sounds? Now, more and more I read about uh, sound healing, and uh, I've been listening, and I could put it on in the morning, solfeggio tones uh, with some music on it, and uh, mm. they, you know, they're kind of underneath the surface. And I have found it's on for about an hour or so, and I'll go out and come back, and my cat always sits in the same place, and she kind of she's vibing with it. Her health has gotten so much better, and her energy mm. from this, this is after about six months, I found it has helped me, also my son, my wife, and um, I'm a big believer in the tones. I don't know why they work, 
but mm-hmm. they were they seem to work. Tell us tell us about your experience with uh, tones and sound healing. Yeah, I'm uh, you know I'm not an expert in that, but I do use my crystal bowl. I'll I'll go to crystal um, what do you call them sound baths. Mm-hmm. I, I go to those occasionally, which are 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 wonderful, um, balancing the chakras, clearing out energy. Uh, When we were, my friend Zarathustra, who's a healer and he gives workshops, he explains how even when we were little kids, we used sound like if some, if you fall down and you're a little uh, kid, you know, your, your mother would come and blow on it and oh, do, 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 oh, you do, 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 you know, and sounds that we would, we would use. It's just, it's natural, but yeah, sound healing is great. And, and another thing that um, I just want to touch on is breath work, Uh, breath work, Mm -hmm. look into that. Um, It, it will, um, it releases trauma. It releases emotions that are stuck. Very powerful for moving out anger, stuck pain, uh, breath. Just look it up, breath work. You'll lay there okay. for like 20 minutes or half an hour and do this deep breath work. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, this is Guys Guys Radio. Uh, your host, Robert Manny, our special guest, Marla Martinson. Her book is uh, Buddha Made Me Do It. Um, in the back of the book, uh, after the story has been told, uh, your story, which is a, a very in- interesting story and a lot of fun, too, um, you give some practices, some de- how to detox, uh, the, some juicing, and um, you mentioned some ingredients. And uh, I, I recognized all of them except for one, so help me out with this. Blue skate liver oil. Oh, yeah, that's the liver oil from the fish. I guess, okay. you know, you can get that on online, and that's, that's to help extract. decalcify the pineal gland. I guess it's, okay. it works good. I Yeah, so I, for a while, got, oh, my gosh, how much money. I, my husband was going nuts. How many hundreds of dollars I was spending on all these supplements Trying to decalcify to the, right. the pineal right. gland, we'll talk, right? <laughs> Let's talk about that. With it. We only have a couple minutes left, but, okay. you know, the pineal gland, tell us what the pineal gland is, why it's so important, and how uh, kind of our modern civilization has a— and aging has uh, sort of calcified it so it's not as active as it needs to be and what we can do to kind of uncover it and turn it on so we can use it more. Yeah, the pineal gland is the seat of the soul. It's our third eye. It actually has a little lens uh, there. It's it's like in the shape of a pine cone in the middle of our brain. And that's what, when we dream, we see, that's where we see, we're seeing. I mean, you, we're, our eyes are closed. We're asleep, but we see very clearly because we're seeing through the pineal gland. And that's how we get our psychic information, connect with other beings. And uh, they say that fluoride uh, calcifies it really bad. And they put fluoride in our water, in our food, everywhere. So you want to decalcify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, toothpaste, I switched that out. And and then some supplements that'll help. There's a whole list in, in my book, or you could look online uh, to try to help cl- clean it. And that's also why you want to keep your diet clean to, to help with that. Um, but yeah, I was on a big decalcifying the pineal gland kick and I, I don't know how, you know, okay. what's going on. <laughs> All right. So now, uh, Marla, as, as you've kind of, uh, worked out and got your, your skill set higher and higher and your frequency higher and higher. Now, when you, uh, go to the supermarket or walk down the street, do you see somebody and you're like, oh no, that guy, he's got a liver problem or, uh, oh. he's, there's depression or, or whatever. Do you, do you, how, how apparent are things to you now that you're seeing so much more? Well, I do notice in people when I, I can when I look at them and I see they've got real puffy bags under their eyes or liver spots or I can think oh their liver is clogged they they need to work on their liver or you know certain things but I don't really you know if I'm sitting talking to somebody I notice that sometimes and you know, I'm, I'm like I wish I could help help them it's none of my business to tell them but you, if you know. sit with somebody <laughs> you just met you sit down can you read them now. Mm. 
you know, I don't know. I don't tune in. If they ask me, um, there's some things when I'm doing um, distance healings, I'll, some things will come to me and I'll, I'll thyroid or this or that. Yeah. But that's not what I'm really trying to tune into people all the time when I'm. Okay. So uh, let's uh, tell everybody where they can find out more about Marla Martinson, uh, the books, your uh, work that you do online, uh, et cetera, and uh, where they can find you. Sure. My website, MarlaMartinson.com, M-A-R-L-A-M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N. Um, and I, uh, everything's there. I have a podcast on iTunes and blog talk radio called the mystical matchmaker. I've got the YouTube channel under my name, Marla Martinson, cosmic conversations, my book, the Buddha made me do it. Uh, I've got a lot of things, um, matchmaking. I'm still doing that full time. Uh, men are my paying clients. I do coaching for women and, um, yeah, me, I'd love okay. to hear from you. All right, one last question, because we didn't get into the whole matchmaking thing, and uh, it is Guys Guys Radio. And you're yeah. dealing with some high-end guys uh, looking yes. for very special types of women. What is the mistake, the biggest mistake that men are making when it comes to dating in general and also dating uh, for paying service? And what mistakes are women making out there in terms of today's modern dating scene? Well, men, unfortunately, they are so visual that it's almost a, a you know handicap. <laughs> if they don't like how the woman looks, they've got an image in their mind, and uh, you know they all the men want a supermodel. You know they come to me, so so I help. You know my healing comes in there too. I'll even send Reiki to their files. You know to try to to try to help them. Um, also. Bring back being a gen- an old-fashioned gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh, take charge of where to pick for the date. Open the car door. Pay for the valet. Uh, I don't know what's happened. Maybe so many single mothers or something, the guys did not have a man to teach them how to treat a lady. Or I don't know, but I've noticed uh, there can be a lot of things there that they could be doing to stand out. Compliment a lady, look her in the eye, you know, whatever. So, and then women, um, women uh, show up on the date on time. I see a lot of them. Uh, coming late. Don't be looking at your phone and texting. Put that phone away. Don't drink too much on the date because you start talking about politics or you know how your daddy didn't like you, what medications you're on, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're spilling your guts on the first date. Um, so there's a lot of uh, tips that I have for people. And if they go to my uh, you know podcast, The Mystical Matchmaker, I talk a lot about all of those things. Fantastic. Well, listen, you've been a great guest and it's really interesting stuff, both the spiritual and the relationship and the dating. So thank you so much for being my guest on Guys Guys Radio, Marla Martinson. Thank you, Robert. Bye, everybody. That was a great conversation with our special guest, Marla Martinson, author, matchmaker, metaphysical healer. We learned a lot. I think the biggest thing is, as I talked about at the top of the show, is about the importance of being open and just experiencing things and getting educated on different modalities. If you want to improve the world, the best place to start is improve yourself, do it from the inside out, your consciousness, your heart, start living more of a heart-based life versus a head-based life. And uh, kind of reprogram yourself to, uh, to more of a, a loving perspective. And when you do that, if you start loving yourself more, you'll treat yourself better and you realize what you consume makes a difference, whether it's what type of media you consume, what type of food or beverages you consume, uh, what type of friends you, you hang with, 
what type of things you read. Everything is about, you know, your consumption and then getting yourself in the right heart place to move forward. And I think when you do that, at least it's happened for me, you actually become more open, you become more grounded, you become more, I'll, I'll say this, more intuitive. I'm finding that I'm becoming incredibly intuitive. Like last night, I, uh, I hung a bag on the door for uh, recycling. As I walked away, I'm like, that bag's going to fall off. And I went inside and I got in bed and then about five minutes later, I hear boom. And I knew exactly what it was. So when I got up the next morning, I saw the bag on the floor and I, of course, brought it down to recycling. But I just knew that was going to happen. And I, I uh, this morning, my wife was leaving and uh, she didn't know where her phone is. And I walked in the bedroom and I'm like, I know it's right here. And sure enough, it's there. That's not because I'm super intuitive, but my intuition, because I'm cleaning myself up, has gotten better and better. So this is... a. Uh, things that we learn along the way, just keeping open, following your path, adding some and learning about different metaphysical practices is always a good thing. And, uh, you know, cleaning yourself up from the inside out and becoming a better, more loving person. How, how can you lose with that? But yeah, also the main thing is you got to find out what works for you. So this is Guys Guys Radio, the place where we're men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's a rom-com. It's uh, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's been deemed the male sex in the city, male alternative to sex in the city. And um, the book's a lot of fun. You can pick it up any place where books are sold. Amazon, of course. You can get the digital ebook or you can get a physical copy. Um, and all, things all started there. It's kind of a peek under the, behind the curtain for women into the world of men. And it's a, it's a fun, frothy, sexy romp. So I hope you'll check that out. Also, um, uh, my website is robertmanny.com, M-A-N-N-I, and I've done over 350 blog posts, everything about on love, life, and the pursuit of happiness. A lot of the stuff we talk about here on Guys Guys Radio. You can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, our shows. We, we're new to KCAA. We're about uh, three months in, and we're on every Wednesday. We've got a great slot here, uh, 8 p.m. Pacific Time. 106.5, 102.3 FM, and 10.50 AM here in Southern California. And kind of the core is around the Riverside area. So we reach up into some suburbs of LA, and we're a lot in Orange County, and we reach about 4 million people here, and we'll iHeart nationwide. We're also on TuneIn, uh, on, you know, online TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, Radio, iTunes, and uh, if you want to support the show, you can listen to any of the, there's th- over 350 past podcasts that we've done and all of our new ones also, all the KCA shows go on KCA streaming as well as on iTunes. So, you know, there's, there's more than you can binge, binge on, on uh, across the internet and on iTunes. So if you want to rate, uh, subscribe, or give us a review, uh, probably the easiest place again is on iTunes. So we, we thank you. And I love doing the show and I love bringing people new ideas and I love talking to these guests. And I, I got to tell you, over the 350 plus shows, I'm getting a wonderful education. And again, it's all about my free will. Some of the, some of the things I resonate more with other things, but it's up to me. And I know every time I work on myself, it's not being selfish. It's actually making me a better person. And if I'm a better person, then I can contribute more to everybody else and help raise the overall consciousness of the planet. So I wish you well this week. I hope you'll be back to join us next week. Same time, same place. And it's Guys Guys Radio. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>